All right, time to talk with Von Palmer from the Vancouver Sun this morning. And we can talk about a divided political party for sure, but Vaughn, doesn't sound like we're talking about a federal divided political party. No, recriminations, rumors, uh, all kinds of dark hints about consequences. And I know everyone out there is tired of hearing about the federal Tories. But no, we're talking BC Liberals. Yeah, and what is their going big on? vote is this weekend uh, to pick a new leader, even if people haven't been paying much attention to this. And man, the recriminations and threats were flying around uh, yesterday, and they're in court over this tomorrow in Vancouver. How did the wheels come off this? Because I, I saw the court thing, and then I saw that one of the candidates went out on Twitter and said some stuff where they're out of the party entirely if Kevin Falcon wins. Yeah, there's a lot going on here. So uh, start with the court case. A Liberal Party longtime member has filed an action in B.C. Supreme Court to hold up the announcement of the vote. He says there's irregularities needing a full-blown audit, and that will be heard impromptu, very short notice, in B.C. Supreme Court in Vancouver tomorrow. So that's the first thing. You're right, Val Litwin, Val Litwin former uh, CEO of uh, the Chamber of Commerce in B.C., uh, out on Twitter yesterday saying that he joined uh, the B.C. Liberals and joined the leadership race for renewal, and he's thought it over, and if the party picks Kevin Falcon, who's thought to be the front runner on Saturday, he, Litwin, will quit the party because it means business as usual. It doesn't mean renewal. And I see Renee Merrifield, uh, the uh, Cam, uh, sorry, Kelowna MLA, sent out a note to her supporters last night saying that uh, she's been silent up to this point, but there are serious irregularities in memberships and votings. There is a great danger to the party that the choice, its preference for leaders will be hijacked, and she's calling on, well, she's calling on liberals to vote for her uh, for their first choice, but because they're using a preferential ballot, she says, if you don't to support me, or if you do, even if you do, please give your second or third choice to the candidates with integrity. Ooh. And she names two other MLAs, Michael Lee and Ellis Ross. So she doesn't name Kevin Falcon, who's not an MLA at the moment, but he is the front runner. And I'm guessing she's part of an anybody but Kevin Falcon movement. What happened here to the Kevin Falcon leadership campaign, Vaughn? Because coming into it, it felt like this was inevitable. Well, uh, if it, as I've said before to you, Simi, if it's not too dated a cultural reference, it's back to the future problem. Um, the, the party is going back to somebody who led the party, uh, sorry, who ran for the leadership, in 2013, as that was a bitterly divided leadership as well. Falcon lost narrowly to Crystal, Christy Clark. He then left politics, even though she made him deputy premier and finance minister. And he's been out of politics for almost 10 years. But there's a lot of liberals, when they think of renewal, they question the wisdom of going back to somebody who was prominent in the party in the old days. British Columbia politics have changed a lot since then. Just take a look at the New Democrats, and there's a feeling that Falcon is too much the old way of doing things. Uh, insiders, uh, same kind of questions that were raised about memberships in the past. Falcon was Gordon Campbell's choice as a successor, not uh, you know close to Christy Clark. They were rivals and had been for years. So, And... You know, the other problem is, 
and it's not really a problem, it's just a reality of politics. Opposition parties, especially ones that have just lost, in this case, lost their majority and then lost a general election badly, there tends to be, you know, there's very little consensus on how to go forward. There's a lot of recriminations, a lot of finger pointing. And as I say, you throw all that into the mix and some concerns about membership irregularities and you, what you get is what the Liberals seem to be headed for this weekend, which is even if the court allows them to name a leader, court probably will, a leader who's going to start under a cloud. What does this tell us, though, about what the perception is among party members about who is leading and who's going to win? Well, it surely tells you that Kevin Falcon's a front runner. You yeah. don't get an anybody but somebody movement unless that person is poised to win. And the other thing it tells you is that um, because they have this preferential ballot, so people vote for their first choice, but they number other choices as well because they actually only vote once. Those ballots go in. Uh, if, if nobody has a majority on the first count, uh, they drop the bottom vote getter and then start distributing second and third choices. So if you're the target of an anybody but movement, as Falcon seems to be, what you have to do is finish so well on the first ballot, either win or finish with, say, 40% of the vote, so that when the other candidates' second and third choices start ganging up on you, um, they can't really stop you. you. You pick up enough second and third choices that you win. So that's what we'll be looking at on Saturday night. The first ballot results will be announced around 6 p.m. If nobody has a majority, they'll then, in succession, announce the results of each ballot. And... This is not a hypothetical situation because Falcon's co-campaign manager, Diane Watts, the former mayor of Surrey, was in just such a leadership race in 2018. She finished first on the first, second, third, and fourth count and lost on the fifth because second and third choices piled up behind her rival, Andrew Wilkinson, and Wilkinson won. Haven't, hasn't there been kind of an effort to try to make sure that doesn't happen again this time? Yeah, I mean, Falcon and his campaign and his supporters have been pushing the message that really he's the only choice. He's the choice to take on the New Democrats. He has the experience as a former finance minister, a former health minister. He's got the background, and he's the one to lead the party to victory in the next election. They've been trying to present it as a fait accompli. He's going to do so well on the first ballot, either win or, or finish high, and that really uh, the other candidates are nowhere. Well, I think, that's, you know, I think that's part of the reason for the backlash in this, that the other candidates feel they've been disrespected by Falcon, that he really hasn't treated them with the respect they mm-hmm. expect. And I think that's contributed to the gang up. That's interesting then. So this is really about relationships. Yeah, it is. Uh, my mentor in this business, uh, Bruce Hutchison, uh, used to say uh, his observation on political parties was, you know, there's plenty of dislikes in politics. You can dislike almost anyone. But to really hate someone, you need to be a rival for the leadership of the same political party. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. Bruce started covering B.C. politics in 1918, Simmies. He would know then. <laughs> this especially... idea has been around a long time. And you do see it in political parties. You know, um, 
Again, and it's not only the Liberals. Uh, Alec McDonald, who was the Attorney General uh, under the uh, first NDP government in the province, uh, used to say, said once in the House, he said, Mr. Speaker, the question has come up, what's the difference between your opponents and your enemies? And he said, well, your opponents are on the other side of the House, <laughs> but your enemies will be all around you. <laughs> That sounds like BC politics. So I guess the key here then, Vaughn, is that even if Kevin Falcon wins, it's how to make sure everybody's on side, how to be a united caucus. Yes, you have to unite. Now, I will say that the last leadership that he was in, the one versus Christy Clark, was quite bitter as well. Falcon's supporters spread the word that Clark was a federal liberal and that if if she won, the party members who were conservative would have trouble supporting her. And Clark inherited the leadership. She immediately appointed Falcon as her deputy premier and finance minister. And she made a major effort to court mm-hmm. federal conservatives. Remember, Wisely. she did the, yeah. went to a hockey game with Stephen Harper. And Hel- Hel- and Tim worked. Horton's Cup, yep. yep. It worked. It did they, work. The, she did unite the, the, the liberals. And, of course, they won the election.